Hey guys, it's your girl E. I am back with another podcast. It is here. The last episode of season five. A little bittersweet, but you know your girl is going to be all right. So last podcast of the season and this podcast is titled Closed Doors. As I prayed and asked God, what did he want me to speak about and what did he want me to give you? And at first, when I was writing what I thought I wanted and what I thought was a good topic, I was in the middle of jotting down notes and, and writing down things. And, and in the middle of it, I, I heard the voice of God and he said, close doors. And you know, like when you're in the middle of something and you're like, man, I got to start over. So that was my thoughts. But I said, you know what, Lord, I am going to be obedient to your word because I had prayed beforehand and I had asked God, I was like, what do you want me to speak about for this episode? And then I was like, you know what, let me just work on something and and, and try to uh, get moving that way I'm going forward. So that way, if God has something, at least I'm trying. So in the middle of me doing what it is that I thought was best, God spoke to me. And two things that occurred to me at that moment that God cared and he cares about what it is that I have to say and he cares about what it is that I have to give to you all because this is words and these are seeds that are being planted in your lives and these are seeds that will eventually flourish in your life if you take it the way that God needs you to take it and God is very serious about what it is that you guys receive and from whom you receive it by. And another thing that I realized is that God cares about the small things. He cares about the, 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 the things that, you know what, let me take that back. It's not even small. God cares about the things that we consider small. But to God, everything that we do, nothing is small about what it is that we do. But we may consider it that. Some may be thinking, oh, did God really give you a topic for a podcast? Absolutely. Because it's not just a podcast. It's a podcast that he is using to reach his people and I know that you guys listen to it so that's what I wanted to give you a little bit and pieces of what happened to me as I was on this this writing journey for this last episode for the season five okay so the title that God gave me is close doors and the subtitle is your best is your next to come as the year is coming to an end And you may be reflecting on the events that occurred in your life, whether it be good, bad, or a mixture of both, or eh, you you may not have a sense that it was neither good or bad. You you may be one of those people that you're just going through a season to where you're numb. You're numb. It's neither good or bad. You're just taking what, what comes with a grain of salt and you're just flowing with it, right? No matter what you experienced and no matter what you reflected on, it's easy to look back and relish on all of your accomplishments if you've had that. But if I know that there are some out there whose experience were gut-wrenching, I mean outside of bad, disappointment can set in over time to become resentment, bitterness, anger, frustration. 
When I talk about closed doors, I want to talk about the disappointment. I want to talk about the, the, the leftovers, right? A lot of times you experience what we call leftovers in life. You weren't the first choice. You weren't the first pick. You were overlooked. You were considered the leftovers. You were considered the black sheep. Doors were closed in your face because of that. And you wanted it to work out. And I hope that this is not the case for you. That the bitterness has set in. That the resentment has set in. That the, the hurt and the pain has set in so much that you just want to give up. I hope this is not for you. But because of my life experiences with ministering to people, I know that unfortunately for some of you, the reality of disappointment is your reality that I know you haven't properly dealt with it. But I'm here to tell you today, no matter how long it takes you to deal with it, if you trust God throughout this whole process and you finish listening to this this uh, podcast, this episode, you will see that God has me give you a word. He has a word for you. That your closed doors that you're experiencing may have been gut-wrenching. But you too can experience joy. You can overcome this. And you have to understand that your best is your next to come. Trust God in the process. However heart-wrenching it was for you, however heart-wrenching it was for someone else, all of our footsteps are ordered by the Lord. It may be hard to believe in hard times that our footsteps are ordered by the Lord, but they are. Because when you're going through hard times, you don't want to hear a great sermon. You don't want to hear that everything's going to be all right. You don't want to hear that everything's going to be all right the next season. You want to know what somebody can do right now to help you. And that's frustrating. Reading through the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, one thing that I've realized with all of God's people, with all of his chosen ones, that they all experience hard times. Even Jesus, they had dry seasons. They had seasons where they were blessed. There were seasons where they had a mixture of both good and bad. And one person that is prominent in my mind, that as I was writing these notes and, and, and taking down what God was giving to me, what he put on my heart was, was that Job, the story of Job. Job is one of those people in the Bible who, in, who, who was an example of going through an extremely hard time. If you ask me, I can almost confidently say that Job had one of the most, the most, the most traumatizing life's hardship. Because Esther went through her hardship. Moses went through his hardship. David went through his hardship. Isaiah went through their hardship. Even the three Hebrew boys went through their hardship. Daniel went through his hardship. But Job, out of all the people in the Bible, Job was the only one with one of the greatest testimonies 
being second to Jesus because Jesus Christ is the greatest testimony of all times. But Job, to me, if you want to look at anybody in the Bible and say, who can I look at to use as an example for me to keep going forward in life? Job would be one of them. Closed doors comes in many forms and it comes in many different words. You may have heard a no throughout the year. You may have also heard, oh, we considered you, but we chose someone else for this position. Or, you know what, you're great, but you're just not what we're looking for. Or you may have heard this cliche line in a relationship. You know what? It's not you. It's me. I got to figure my life out. I got to get some things done. I got to, I got to, I got to be a man or I have to be a woman and I have to go and do, and do things. You may have even heard, you're not good enough. We don't want you. Or if you work on this, then maybe we'll consider you next time. Or you may have heard from the doctor, I'm sorry, but you lost your baby. You had a heartbeat. You had a kick. And then all of a sudden, things just didn't seem right. And then you go to the doctor and they tell you that. You lost a baby. We can't find a heartbeat. There's no movement. All of these things and all of these words are a complete letdown. And it's a shock to the system. And in one sentence, your world can come crumbling down to a halt of desperation, of heartache. And it even can put you in a daze for the next 24 hours, for the next week, for the next few months, for the next year. But you know what I can tell you? What if I told you, no matter how heart-wrenching all of that was, what if I told you God orchestrated your closed doors and your footsteps are being ordered for something better? You may be thinking, what's worse than losing the child that you prayed for, the child that God gave you peace about? I can bring it back to the story of Job. When Satan walked to and from and God answered Job and asked him, what is wrong with you? Why are you walking to and from? And Satan said, I have no one to bother. I have no one to attack because everyone's being obedient and you're protecting them. And God said, okay, fine. I'll let you attack my servant Job. You can attack, you can attack everything that he has, everything that belongs to him but you cannot kill him. And eventually, all of Job's children died. All of them. Now, I'm not saying to look at his story and go, you know what? I'm going to be happy all of a sudden. I'm going to be joyous. You know what? It's not easy losing somebody. And it's not easy losing your baby. But what I'm telling you is, is that if God can bring him through it, he can bring you through it. He won't bring you through it the same as the same way he, that he, he did Job. But day by day, you'll have grace. In Psalm 37, 23, it says, 
the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. David knew what he was talking about when he said this. Although God ordering your footsteps sounds promising and lighthearted on paper and even on his podcast, when you experience heartache or emotional state when dealing with disappointment, hurt, and shame are the complete opposite of how it sounds. No one can fully prepare you for the feelings that come straggling along after you hear the words, after you hear the disappointment, after you experience something that's so gut-wrenching. Accepting what has happened, but also learning, leaning on God for the amount of his faith he has given you to be able to withstand the trying times. I'm going to repeat that again. Accepting what has happened, accept what has happened, but you also have to lean on God in order to get the amount of faith that he has given to you in order to be able to withstand the trying times. God has given each one of us a faith, the amount of faith that's going to get us through our lifetimes. But he also has given us faith for each season and for each day and for each moment of the day. And and in order to exercise that faith, you got to be able to walk it out and lean on God as he sees fit. And it's not going to be easy, but it's doable. The reason why the Bible says that God has given us the amount of faith is because it's true. God says You need faith to walk this life. Why? Because this life is not easy. It's not. It's hard. The temptations, the lust, the pride, the ego, the evil days, the things that you see other people go through. And then you've got to go through things on your own as well. Romans 12 and 3, the King James Version says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt with to every man the measure of faith. Like I said, we all have the right amount of faith that we need. We all have a measure of faith. Faith given to us by God is for all times, every single day, every day of your life. Day-to-day things that you got to deal with, whether you're going, um, you know, uh, whether you're going to work, whether you're going to the grocery store, whether you're going to the post office, whether you're taking care of your kid, whether you're taking care of a sick person. We all have grace to handle day-to-day things and we all have the faith that goes with the day-to-day tasks every day. If we relearn, right, if we relearn about God. And that he's faithful. You know what we can do with that? We can retrain our brains. To think and to know. If God is faithful. That means he wants to. To encompass my daily life. He wants to know what I'm doing. He wants to know how I'm going to do it. He wants me to reach out to him. Even if you had an assignment due for a speech class and you had to give up, get up and give a speech. God will want you to pray about that. 
Why? Because he cares about the little things. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to do to be great at these things. He will want you to pray about how you're going to give your speech. What are you going to uh, speak about? Impressing the teachers. Making sure that you get an A. Or possibly even a strong B. If you put your faith walk to it. And if you put the works behind the faith. Once we start realizing this and we exercise our faith daily, over time, over time, over time, because this does not happen fast and it's not a quick thing, over time, it will become a lot easier to exercise our faith when the waters become muddy, when the waters get a little rough, when you start to go through a little storm. Which reminds me of when Peter and John and them and Jesus' disciples was on a boat. And Jesus was sleeping. And God made a storm arise throughout the ocean. And the winds was boisterous. And it was tossing a boat to and from. And Jesus was sleeping very peacefully. And the disciples was surrounding him scared. But Jesus was sleeping peacefully because he says, you know what? If you tell the storm to be peaceful, it'll be peaceful. And Peter, out of all of the disciples, he was the only one that was able to experience the faith walk, literally, by walking on water with Jesus. Peter would have never known that he had the amount of faith to do that had he not gone through that storm. So I'm here to tell you that your closed doors the rough, muddy waters, the storm. You need those. You need those. Some, you know what? This is what the Holy Spirit also just said to me. Sometimes you need the storm in order to activate your faith. Because how do you know how much faith you have if nothing bad never happens? Because when things are good, things are good. But how do you know you have enough faith when things are bad? See, Peter needed that storm to realize that, you know what? I have the faith to walk on water like Jesus. But if that storm never happened, then Peter would have never activated that faith to walk on the water. Even though he sank just a little bit because he let his mind started to get to him. He started focusing on what was surrounding him. But regardless of that, he walked on water. He had the faith the size of a mustard seed. You need faith for those closed doors. Because God says, if you don't have the faith for the closed doors, you're not going to have the right amount of faith. You're not going to exercise the right amount of faith for when I open doors for you. I must say that again. God says you need faith for the closed doors in order to have faith for the doors that's going to open. There is a blessing attached to closed doors. If you allow God to work what he has already been working, he's going to work it out so good. You're going to go, thank you. You're going to go, thank you that those doors were closed. Where God needs you to step in, in your faith department, is trusting him. He needs you to have the right amount of faith to trust him. It takes a lot of trust in God in order for something to be worked out. Because you know how we are as human beings. We get impatient, we start worrying, we start going, man, this ain't going to really happen. 
but God says it is going to happen. Because you can have faith to trust him a little bit. But when you turn around and you try to go about opening another door on your own. And how you would like the door to be open. That's not trusting God. And then you're going to mess that thing up. But if you fully trust in God. Having a right amount of faith. You will be exercising all of your faith to, all of your faith to trust in him. And to put aside your pride. And to put aside your ego. And to put aside your lust. Which is your desires. To the open doors that God has for you. You put all that aside. So God can give you and allow you to have what he has called you to have. Exercising your faith is a progress. And it's a process. It's not easy. If I made it sound easy, I apologize. But exercising your faith is a lot of work. It's going to cost you a lot of tears. It's going to cost you a lot of lonely nights. In times where you're going to be alone. Exercising your faith is a progress and a process in which you will also need patience. Because it takes a lot. But you know what? When you're walking out your faith walk, you got to wait a lot. Faith is not something that you can just muster up in one setting. Your faith has to be worked out. And over time... You eventually will be where God has called you to be in your life and in your walk with Christ. This is why exercising your faith daily is key. Faith is going to be the key that opens the doors. Did you catch that? You got closed doors. You have to have faith for that. But you need faith, which is going to be your key. That's going to open your future doors. I hope you caught that. It's kind of like doing physical activities, right? When I say exercising your faith, it's like doing physical activities, right? Say like you do, you know, cardio, you do some aerobics, you do some strengthening and endurance training, and you may be new in the gym. But in six months, in six months, you're going to be a lot stronger. You're going to be able to endure more weights. And you're probably going to be able to do it a lot longer. So from month one to month six, you're going to be in a lot stronger place. It's the same thing with your faith. When you exercise your faith daily, in a year or two, your faith is going to be a lot stronger. You're going to have faith to do those things. Eventually, you will become fit and develop more endurance in the spiritual realm. You will be able to handle more spiritual weights, more spiritual intense workouts. But you know what is going to help with the endurance and with the cardio and with the aerobics? You got to be consistent. You can't go to the gym once a week. You can't go to the gym every two weeks. You have to go two to three times a week, maybe even four times a week. But you got to go consistently. Consistence in your faith walk is going to also be the next key. Faith is your key, but consistence is also going to be the other key. Because you need the both of them to walk into open doors. Here is what closed doors 
got our brothers and sisters in Christ in the Bible, and I'm going to go through a few of them so that way you can understand that it's not just you going through this. It's other people, right? Esther. Esther was cut off from her original family through hard times, through hardships, according to the times of those days. But guess what Esther did? Esther ended up having favor in the sight of the king, and she eventually became queen. Her closed doors was that she had a broken family, and she had to be raised by her uncle. But her open door was that because of those closed doors, she eventually became queen. That was her open door. Her, her background was family tragedy, family displacement. But her latter days is better than her, her, uh, her beginning. Another person in the Bible, the Old Testament, Moses' closed doors was that when he was born, his mother gave him up in hopes that he would have a better life. She loved him, but in those days, around the time Moses was small, they were killing all the males in a family from a certain age. And Moses' mother said, you know what? I would rather risk giving my child away, hoping that someone would raise him, than for me to allow him to be killed. But Moses' blessings after the ordeal and the mixture of life handed him lemons after lemons. He was raised by a good family. But he eventually led the children of Israel out of Egypt to a land flowing with milk and honey. King David closed doors with that he was a black sheep of the family. And his own father disowned him. His own father never even considered him to be king. And yet eventually David became king. And not only did he become king, God called David his friend. And he called him a friend and a man after his own heart. Job, the, the person who I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Job's closed doors was that the devil attacked him. His family was killed. His friends turned against him. He, he lost his cattle, his farmland. Everything was destroyed. And Job was even stricken so sickly as if he was dying. But he didn't. But you want to know what Job's open door was? Was that he forgave all the people who told him to forget God. He forgave his wife who told him to curse God and die. He prayed for them more than he prayed for his own life. And you want to know what God did? God restored him seven times fold. His family was restored. His land was restored. His money was restored and his health was restored. And Job had way more than when he started. Come on, somebody. This is a testimony. You got a blessing coming your way. Come on, somebody. If somebody can shout right now from the rooftop, when I tell you you got a blessing coming your way from all the hell you've gone through, I tell you you have a blessing coming. You have a blessing on the way. Your closed doors is going to be a pivotal point in your life where you're going to go, you know what? Thank you. Because when the open doors open and when you see what God saved you from, so what you didn't get the job? So what you didn't get the part? So what the books didn't sell? 
So what the relationship didn't work out. Your, your next is coming and it's going to be your best. And you're going to thank God. You're going to be like, thank God I waited. Thank God I held out. You're going to say, thank God I didn't settle. When I tell you that it's all going to work out for the good because you love God. And you don't even got to worry about, oh, I'm not perfect. You don't got to be perfect to love God. And you'll never be perfect when you love God. Because guess what? God loves you. And he's perfect. And God is saying that's all that he needs. Think about how you love your family. You love your husband. You love your wife. You love your children. You love your family. You love your friends. You're not perfect, but you love them. So when you think about God thinking and saying all things work together for the good to those that love the Lord. And you may be thinking, well, I'm not worthy of that. You are worthy. Because stop looking at it in your flesh. Stop looking at it as if you're loving God through your flesh and through your carnal ways. You're loving God with your soul. You're loving God with your spirit. The Holy Spirit is guiding you. Even though you can't always feel the Holy Spirit, although sometimes you can't even always hear God because your mind and your soul is so um, so, so filled with junk and with stuff because you're working it all out. Just know that the Holy Spirit in Jesus is always interceding for you. So never discount your love for God and never discount, never discount that God has a great plan for your life. Your closed doors are being orchestrated by God. And you may have cried then. And you may be even crying now, but I'm telling you what, later on, you're going to laugh. God is going to give you a laughter so loud and so joyous that you're going to say, I thank you for bringing me through those hard times. And you want to know what else God told me? And what he gave me this morning as I was, I was, I was typing the notes for, for this podcast. He said, sometimes I have you go through hard things. So when I send you your blessing, you will appreciate it more. Because those of us, and I'm going to include myself in this, sometimes we're not ready for God's blessings. We wouldn't appreciate it. Until we went through the hard things. Because sometimes our pride gets in the way. Our ego gets in the way. Our lust gets in the way. And you may desire something else. And if God gave you what he wants to give you. But you were still desiring something else. And he gave it to you. You're like I don't want that. And God is never going to give you a blessing. He's never going to open a door. If you're not ready. Because God says. What I have in store for you is too great and too powerful for you to be messing up and walking through nonchalantly. You need faith for the closed doors, but you need just as much faith for the open doors. You need the faith for the open doors. You need the faith to sit at the tables. You need the the faith to sit amongst the people who are at your table. You need the faith, but that will be exercised daily through the trials through the tribulations through the closed doors so you can appreciate the open doors i pray that this message was a blessing to you and i pray that you stick around for season six 
But in the meantime, meditate on what I just said. Look up the scriptures. Look up Luke. Look up Psalms 37 and 23. Look it all up. Read it. Meditate on it. Go back and re-listen to this. And ask God to help you with your closed doors. Ask God to help you let go. Ask God to help you to forgive and to step forward and to move forward. So that way when the open doors open, you're ready. You're not intimidated. And even if you are intimidated, your faith is going to activate. And you're going to walk through the open doors with grace, with tenacity, with strength, with courage. And most of all, you're going to walk through the open doors with the anointing of the Holy Spirit over your life and through your life. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. And I pray, I pray in Jesus' name that you're able to let go of the closed doors so that way you may grasp hold of the open doors that he has for you in the future. Because remember, your best is your next to come. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray all these things. Amen.